friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the podcaster that's here to keep you company, that's here to take your mind off of stuff, that wishes he had something witty and silly to say. Uh, that could, you know, I wish I had something to say to, that would instantly put you to sleep and relieve all that tension. But I can only do it my way, which is slow, meandering, and a little bit goofy. The reason I do the show for you, uh, because I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. And if I can help, if I can keep you company, it'd be my honor. So whether you're new or you're coming back, you're a regular listener, uh, you come back, you know, you, you just use the show when you need it. I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And uh, thanks for making it possible, my patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts on your mind, uh, so thoughts you're thinking about, like uh, things you're thinking of, so thoughts, uh, anything you're feeling, f- feelings, uh, like a feeling, like emotions, uh, feelings coming up for you about the past, the present, or the future, anything physically you're feeling or dealing with, uh, so it could be, you know, thoughts, past, present, future, feelings about the thoughts, feelings about physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, routine, travel. You could be traveling. You could be having visitors. You could have, you know, other stuff going on. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of it and keep you company so you could fall asleep. And the reason I do it is you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can get some rest. Have some space, a bedtime you don't have to dread. And that is important. It's not just important to me. There's a lot of regular listeners nodding their heads right now and saying, hey, your sleep is important. And when they nod their head, they say, hey, my sleep's important. But that new listener or that regular listener who had a rough day or a rough week, their sleep's important too. You and your sleep are important. And all of us that are listening right now, while we might not know exactly what's keeping you awake, we could probably relate to some of the feelings. But also the fact that, you know, when we don't get enough rest, our lives can feel a little bit unmanageable, a little bit frustrating, or more than a little bit uh, would be, you know, a little bit would be an understatement. So... Uh, you know, if if you get the rest you need and your life is more manageable, your life is going to be a little bit better. And that is important to me and not just me. I guarantee you, as I'm saying this right now, thousands and thousands of people are nodding their head and they're saying, yeah, if you're listening and you're new right now, or yeah, I, I, like you're right, I am important and my sleep is important and I'm glad to be nodding my head. I don't think it's a collaboration, but it's as a community, we're doing this. It's a little bit of unity. We're united in the deep, dark night. If I said that before, I didn't even realize, or the dark, deep, dark night unites us. Uh, 
Deep Dark Night United. I guess if we were a football team, and I mean soccer, we'd be DD, DDNU, DDNU. Uh, I like saying that. Deep Dark Night, Deep Dark, oh, DDNU, yeah. You say, what school did you, oh, I graduated from DDNU every day. Uh, they're my favorite footballers are all on DD, they're all imaginary. Also an imaginary, Deep Dark Night United University, University United. Oh, what do they teach there? Well, it's like, a, I'd say it's a school of soft knocks, but they don't feel soft. Uh, you say, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought this was an introduction to a sleep podcast. I didn't realize what I got my, oh, no. Oh, you're a new listener. So what I intend to do here is keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. So that you can fall asleep. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to uh, take my voice. I'm going to send it across the deep, dark night. Uh, and a lot of other people are, you, you know, DDNU, baby. <laughs> that could be a shorthand for, like you say, that, like if, if there was enough Sleep With Me listeners and we had a way to know another Sleep With Me listener and you gave him, you, you pointed at him and you said, hey, DDNU, DDNU to you. Uh, and yours, uh, that's what we'd say if it was, uh, if we were clinking glasses of eggnog or cocoa or some other beverage, uh, you say DDNU and we, or we could, you know, it works in a lot of different, situationally, it works in a lot of different imaginary situations. We could all raise our glasses together and say it, or like if we we're cheering on the squad or the team. We'd go D-D-N-U. That even works. Surprisingly, it doesn't necessarily, it even works as an introduction to a sleep podcast. So I send my voice across the deep, dark night and use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Pointless meanders and superfluous tangents, which you've already seen uh, as a, you know, coming out of my, my mind here. I'm surprised I didn't ever say D- United in the deep, dark night. Deep Dark Night United. Uh, also, if it was a superhero, or I guess ours would be a, uh, it wouldn't be an anti-hero or a superhero. It'd be one of those um, heroes that's in between. They're not even sure. You'd say, oh, wh- who are you? Who-, who is this? Oh, we're Deep Dark Night United. We're big fans of the Deep Dark Knight. Uh, who's the Deep Dark Knight? Surprisingly, it took like a, a, a like almost eleven hundred episodes for Scooter to realize uh, that uh, he could have invented a superhero or some sort of person in the Middle Ages, uh, a legendary character, the Deep Dark Knight, uh, and uh, you know, or both, because uh, it had a back. Oh, it was a, you know some sort of thing, like one of those secret secret things. Oh boy, I now. Pass on the knowledge of the deep dark night to you, and the people that support you are deep dark night united. Also, you will uh, you go you pretend yeah we have a, 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 a football team that's uh, in in England though, uh, where you you'll work you'll be the uh, you'll you'll be the kit person. Uh, like uh, they call that a, a wa- you know water person in the U.S. I think, uh, and you clean up the grass and stuff. Well, a bit like Nate the Great before Nate the Great, uh, you know, changed sides. 
Oh, it is a sleep podcast intro? Sorry, I forgot again. So I'm going to use those. That's a pointless meander, superfluous tangent. All to take your mind off stuff and keep you company while you fall asleep. Now, you may be surprised to learn this, but maybe you aren't. Uh, not everybody likes this podcast when they first get here. In fact, most people don't. Most people are con- confused when they get here because, one, you probably tried a lot of stuff to fall asleep uh, throughout your life. You're probably skeptical. You're probably a little tired. And I can tell you, even if you don't like this podcast, you could still be a member of Deep Dark Night United because it's free. All you got to say is, uh, yeah, we're united in the Deep Dark Night. I think that's true. Whether So you could check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you, which has other sleep podcasts and stuff. All I say, all I ask is, hey, maybe try the podcast a few times because we've got like uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not a million reviews or emails and messages and stuff that said, hey, at first I really did not like the podcast. Took through two or three tries for me to realize a few different things. One. It's a podcast I don't really listen to. That was hard to figure out at first because I was waiting for the story to start or I was waiting for it to get lulling and soothing. And then I realized it's oh, mostly pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. I was waiting for your voice to get more comforting. But then I realized it's more of a, a misdirection and uh, in the deep, dark night. And so then I realized, oh, it's a podcast I kind of listen to, like somewhere between background noise and like somewhere like more coherent than incoherent babbling, but not not with a lot of coherence. So that took some, you know, getting used to not to to just kind of listen to the podcast like I was watching sand in an hourglass or out of focus. Also, the fact that it doesn't really put me to sleep, it keeps me company while I fall asleep. That wasn't easy to get used to either. It's like, okay, so this is a podcast I barely listen to. It doesn't really put me to sleep. It's more, you're more here to be a distraction and a friendly voice. And in case I can't fall asleep, you're here to the very end. Whether I'm awake or asleep, that's a pretty good deal. Or I could put you on sleep time or whatever. But your job is to be my boyfriend in the deep, dark night. Your your job is the deep, dark night is to be a friend, uh, not some sort of grand hero. No, no, no. Actually, I've changed it. It is to be a grand hero. Gal- you know, in the, in the back in the Middle Ages, galloping on a horse, or now, you know, in the, the modern age, you know, f- flying through the, through the night, uh, or being dashing, doing a lot of, da- not dashing from de- place to place, but, you know, being dashing. Uh, so yeah, I, I realize the podcast's foundation is much less, uh, doesn't have any gratuitous coolness. I'd like a more gratuitous coolness, uh, or, you know, like, I'd like to have some of that. Sorry, that doesn't go with a sleep podcast. It does go with the fantasies of a sleep podcaster for sure. But yeah, so I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your neighbor, your boar burr, your boar bruh, if you're in the San Diego area. And to keep you company while you fall asleep, to be your distraction or your friendly voice if you need it. So whether you're awake or asleep, I'm here to keep you company and you don't ever need to listen to me. You could just kind of barely listen. Other things that throw new people off, other than the style of the show and the ways to listen is the structure of the show. 
But the show is designed and structured in a very specific way, though there are ways that listeners change it up and listen. So as you become a regular listener, you could kind of change it up. But like the show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, blah, blah, blah. I say something silly and, and so you feel seen and welcomed in. That's the goal. And you say, okay, the tone of the show is lighthearted about something serious. Then there's support for the show uh, via sponsors or people that support the show directly. So the podcast can come out for free twice a week. Uh, then there's support for listeners. Then there's support for the communities around the show. Uh, again, because that's kind of what's important. Uh, podcast is optional to pay for it. Uh, and uh, it's also supportive of people uh, you know wh- whose uh, lives intersect with it, I guess. And so uh, then there's the intro, which is separate from the support. The intro is a show within a show. It goes on, I don't know, from like minute six or minute eight to minute 20-ish. And some people that don't like the fact that the show needs support to keep going don't like the intro either, and they kind of lump those two things together. But the intro serves a purpose. Now, 2% of people skip the intro. Another few thousand people pay to listen to story-only episodes. Uh, but, and then there's just as many people that listen all night. So you can kind of, again, adjust, but the intro is meant to ease you into bedtime. And so most listeners listen as part of a wind down routine, which is a pretty broad term, meaning the time between the transition from your, when you're awake to when you're asleep. So you can listen while you're getting ready for bed, while you're in bed. There's some listeners that are already snoozing. We're so happy for them. Really, totally so happy. You're looking good, by the way. Uh, they've never seen someone drool so majestically than you. Uh, but so, but for most listeners, you know, whether you're getting ready for bed, you may be foam rolling or doing something else, relaxing or just chilling, getting comfortable, petting your pets, you know, looking at your fishes, what up fishes and other, you know, all, all pets, uh, you know, when I say what up fishes, it's like saying deep, you know, deep, dark night united for pets. It's a general term to go out to all pet pets. Even though I know there's some pets like cats and cartoons that are kind of, uh, you know, them and fishes don't get necessarily get along. But that's only in cartoons, I assume. Uh, you know, but, I, you know, probably I just won't even don't do. Yeah, let's just move on. Right. Fishes don't remember because they don't like according to Ted Lasso, they only have a 10 second memory anyway. Speaking of which, after the intro, there's more support for the show. That's how it comes out twice a week for free. Then we'll be talking about an episode of Ted Lasso, learning and lolling from Lasso. Uh, you know, if we had a team, like I said, it'd be Deep Dark Night United. Even though some people say, well, it's named after a neighborhood or an area or something. I'd say, well, all of us, <laughs> I think you like uh there is a neighborhood in an area called the Deep Dark Night that we all live in. It's just not in one central location. So we could have, I mean, I guess, like, uh, I don't know which league we'd join. Uh, but, uh, you know, so you got us on a technicality. I guess it could just, uh, here's the thing. It only exists in my imagination. And uh, we're top of the t- table of my imagination. 
So the, then we'll talk about Ted Lasso, uh, episode three, I believe, uh, from season one. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. I make the show because a lot of us know how it feels and I want to help. Because I always wish someone was there for me to just say, hey, I don't know if I could put you to sleep, but I could keep you company and be here for you uh, and just be at your side and, and be a friendly voice and maybe take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. And maybe that'll help you fall asleep. But me just being here uh, to distract you, I don't know. So if that sounds possibly like not bad to you, give it a try. See how it goes. And I think that's it. I don't think I'm forgetting. You know, I always forget a lot of stuff, but I don't know what I'm forgetting now. But uh, I'm glad you're here. You work really hard at your next drive, and I really hope I can help you, help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we're able to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, Scoots here. I guess we'll go through my notes first and then go through the episode for the children. Season one, episode four. Whosoever booze uh, locker room. Oh, I think it's like a, a screen. It's a black screen, and then there's booing going on. Roy's mad. Better than that. Sam apologizes. Jamie's a jerk. Roy does some finger pointing. Forehead to forehead. Easy. No. For the love of Pistol Pete, uh, Ted says. Uh, Second half, old man, could we old one near time? Call me old man one more time, I think. Uh, he calls him grandpa or something. Then we get the open table for the boring table. I guess I know what table I'll be at. Higgins will be there too. Uh, Ted has a horse-kicking joke. Uh, Throwing, throwing something, West Side Story. Uh, Nate Layer. Nate Layer? I don't know. Nate Layer, that's what it, Nate's is plus one. Maybe, oh, Nate loves West Side Story. So we, we got to look there. This is a dialogue circle to check. Either chicken or steak, uh, Beard. Ted's plus one is Beard, but he, Beard has a date. So Nate, uh, Nate's free every night. Uh, uh, Ted goes into Rebecca's office. She's just checking out dresses, pajama Friday. Me, Roy, uh, Davis forces to mind. Uh, men fences, uh, fences to mend. Jamie, me, Roy, and Jamie at the same table. Fashion, one more story try. So Ted's trying to tell the story about his prom and pajamas, wearing pajamas to his prom, I think. I'm fine, really fine. Robbie Williams canceled. Higgins, find someone better. There's a good physical comedy with Higgins' phone. Jamie's house, uh, or apartment, or whatever, it's gorgeous. Uh, no hoods, no zips. No graffiti, 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 however he says graffiti. Good of fashion. I like his orange pocket square a lot. Ted has a suit. Uh, we see a busker, troubadour. Nate's early on time. 
suit does not fit. It's me dad's uh, pit stop, red carpet. Uh, Jamie and Keely, Rebecca, Keely helps. Uh, one uh, one in front, one hand on the hip, claw shape, uh, one foot in front of the other. Uh, one hand on hip uh, in a claw shape, flattering. Nate, don't strut, let the suit do the work. Uh, so this is where Ted is really a good friend. I mean, I really like these small bits that, like that, uh, like it just real stuff I could relate to because I would probably be the one overcompensating like Nate and, and Ted has this, uh, on some levels, some confidence or just uh, self-comfort and he's able to help his friends with that and be like, hey, just let the suit do the work, bud. Uh, Ted Lasso, my God, nice to meet you. Uh, so Rebecca does not recognize Nate, uh, Beard and Jane, Friday night, uh, chess club, not a joke. They like each other's moves. Not a joke. Guess it was table awkward with Roy and Jamie. Who are the other people? I wondered table nine, like Shaq and Kobe, who needs a drink? Uh, Higgins. I wonder what it would be like with the chat, like with, with that, that, uh, era, Lakers era in social media, you know, and just the internet, uh, not even, I'm not saying it negatively or anything, but like, uh, with pro- proliferation of news sources and places to read opinions and, and, uh, I don't know what you call it, you know, websites, podcasts, uh, takes on Shaq and Kobe it would have been a lot different. It would have been, I don't know. Cause I wasn't, I was here saying I missed, I kind of missed the Shaq and Kobe era. I wasn't, uh, I was kind of out there. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to anything. Uh, so I'm kind of like a bu- bummer. I miss the Shaq and Kobe era. Plus, you know, Northern California, Southern California have a rivalry. Who needs a drink? Uh, Higgins lists who cannot make it. Uh, so we're, you know, getting down to who can't make it for sure. Rebecca working on speech and Ted says, make fun of yourself right off the bat. Trust me again, helping it being helpful and of service. Chest talk, queen to rook four. Rebecca does a joke, opens with a joke about hugs, uh, auction later. Rupert shows up. Uh, uh, he does a hanky panky joke. Is that what that says? Or Harby Barbie joke. Rupert's in a white suit last year, 100,000 pounds. Hum, hum, eh. Boring table. She puts him at the boring table. Uh, oh, I said, how much is 800,000 pounds? Uh, put him at the boring table. Kidding. Put him at table four. Nate is flirty a little bit. Uh, still dizzy. Uh, one of the guys from his encounter with Roy. Jamie gets soup on his chest, uh, uses an ice cube, I guess, uh, to cool it down. I, I was like, why is he using an ice cube? But I guess because it was hot. Over 3,000. Jamie's not the brightest bulb there. Can't take a joke. Ted and Roy. Youth wasted on the young. Nate gets close to Roy, then gives him a hug. Ted meets Rupert. Rupert. Lytle, best friend's older sister. Ted's uses a best friend's older sister crush metaphor. 
Rupert and Rebecca, awkward moment. Uh, besides, it's for the children, for the children. Love that dress. Uh, Ted Ro- Robertson within canceled. I'll ask. Uh, Ted asks for a triple. Rupert takes the stage. Uh, Keely gives him a slow clap. Uh, Jamie Tart up first. Uh, Shetland Ponies? Oh, someone, I don't know. And then this one, I actually put it together. Like, uh, there's another woman bidding on Jamie. And I said, doesn't that, isn't that who becomes, well, it's a spoiler. She does play a part later, I guess, in the series. 25,000 pounds. Uh, Ted checks on Rebecca. There's rickshaw bikes. Uh, Ted tells a tandem bike story. Rebecca gets real about listening to Rupert. Sorry, I had to change pages there. Uh, But that was a good place. Rebecca gets real. Real about what? About listening to Rupert. Now I am alone. Ted hugs her real gentle. Horn from Rickshaw. Ted again shows how okay he can be with silence. Jamie's drinking some sort of blue drink. Uh, Roy rolls up. Yankee doodle, they call Ted. To you. Ted and Rupert, who is drunk, uh, Ted calls him out. Uh, Ted needs a co-pilot. The best. Uh, Keely and Rebecca in the restroom. Jamie had another plus one. Ends up that plus one is the person I was referring to that's connected later on. Sip of your drink. Uh, Ever dated a footballer? Rebecca, we'll do get to this dialogue, though. Pushes drink to Keely. Keely says hello to Bex. Uh, Roy, kind. Keely, bides Roy. Sarvent Stork. Uh, uh, this is interesting. So Keely says hello to Bex. Roy, kind. Keely, bides Roy. Sarvent Stork. Uh, servant Stack. Uh, I don't know. Rupert, one mitten pads uh, for the children. One million pounds for the children. Right. Rupert moves on Bex. Uh, don't judge a book by the cover, all the way from outside. Oh, so they get Cam. There's a uh, when. So at some point, Ted and uh, uh, Higgins go out. That's what I was referring to. Uh, to get a performer, that performer is Cam, who they get on the outside, and Cam is uh, something. People start dancing. Beard does at first the beard does not want to dance. Uh, Higgins has moves. Oh, it put is this Marcus Mumford? Uh, Nate at table. Beard. It does some head banging. Rupert leaves with Bex. Jack can see. Oh, uh, Jack. That's Ted. Oh, Ted. It's not Jack. Uh, Ted can see who he is, too. He, sees, he says, Rebecca, you're not the only one that knows what Rupert's really like. Beard is in bad shape uh, after the party. Maybe got dumped. I don't know. Uh, and Jamie, 
Keely and Jamie, Roy scolds Keely. She apologizes. Jamie is rude. Being accountable, accountable matters, Jamie. See you and whatever. Keely nods. Two champagnes. Go get drunk. Ted listens to Veronica. Voicemail, Veronica, no, voicemail. Michelle and Henry are coming uh, to the game before the dame. The game before the dance. Uh, the game before the something. And that's the end of the episode. Okay, Apple TV Plus here. And let's see what we got here. Apple Original. And uh, Warner Brothers, uh, ASC Richmond being booed by their fans. Then we see the locker room. Not without good reason. Two down at half. Two nil. Uh, uh, Sam tries to apologize to Jamie for a bad pass, and Jamie uh, turns it on him. Jamie's hair is perfect, uh, by the way, which is true of a lot of these uh, footballers that look like they're made from, like, sculpted from marble, which I could say Jamie does look like that. Uh, But Roy and Jamie get a little uh, back and forth. At first I thought Jamie was all talk, which I think he still is, uh, but maybe not. And... uh, they're having a little disagreement. Uh, easy, easy, easy. What's the first rule? No disagreements in locker room. Jamie sticks his tongue out for the love of Pistol Pete. We still got a second half to play. Sit down, everybody. I wonder if uh, um, he gets Ted Lasso gets hot because he always has multiple layers on. I would be sweating up a storm. Call me old one more time. Don't worry about it, Granddad. Sorry, he says, uh, granddad. And then they go back and forth again. Then we have the intro, the opening, table four. Rebecca's using little um, post-it flags on push pins, it looks like, for who sits where. Elaine Kenner, uh, she had a, a, a horse thing. Uh, is the horse okay? Higgins doing some good face acting and team divided. You know what I'm thinking about? West Side Story, Sharks and the Jets. Uh, can they do a dance off at the gymnasium? Uh, and they go, that didn't go well. Uh, and Nick goes, actually, it didn't happen at the dance. It happened later. I was at 15. I was understudy for Anita, all boys school. Another juicy layer of the Nate onion. Then uh, say chicken or steak, not both, Coach Beard. Pick one or the other. Okay. And Ted, who's your plus one? Uh, Beard. No, he has a date. Uh, What? Uh, Nate, you want to come? I'm free every night. Nate the Great, who's that? Uh, Nate the Great's going to be my date. Uh, for obvious reasons, we'd love to be at table eight. Uh, no. Beard, you're getting chicken. Thumbs up. Rebecca checking out dresses. And he's got a great story. When I was 17, Ted, let me stop you there. I don't need a folksy anecdote. Uh, 
This one's a doozy, he says. Uh, what do you need? I got to pick out a dress. Uh, we would just want to sit with Roy and Jamie, mend some fences. And I said yes to write. Uh, Rebecca finds a, a black and gold dress. It's beautiful. I don't know. And Ted says, yeah, fashion's about confidence. Uh, that's why I wore pajamas to my prom. But you don't want to hear that story, so uh, you're probably stressed about the shindig. No, no, I'm fine. Uh, Rupert and I used to do it together. I did all the work anyway. I'm totally mellow. Oh, totally mellow. Uh, Robbie Robertson canceled. Robbie Williams canceled. I just paused it so I could look up Robbie Williams because it, it's... Uh, Robbie Williams uh, is... Uh, was also Robbie Peter Conway. He was from Take That. Uh, 1990 to 1995, commercial success. Uh, did a solo career in 96. Uh, seven number one UK singles. Uh, Twelve of his albums have reached one number one. Six of his albums are in the top 100 in the UK. And best British male artist four times. Won a bunch of MTV European Music Awards. Uh, and 75 million records worldwide. I mean, that's even in Australia. Oh, worldwide. Uh, yeah, world. Um, and then rejoined to take that in 2010. And let's see what else we need to know. Take that. So 1990 to 1995, 16-year-old Williams joined Take That. Uh, they were looking for things. Uh, like new members, uh, and Williams performed bleeding vocals on their first top three hit. Could it be magic? I found heaven and everything changes. Uh, by 94, he, he was having some ups and downs, uh, and, uh, he wanted to kind of explore hip hop and other stuff. And, uh, before the last tour, I think they, uh, broke up uh and you know until they got back together he hung out with uh people partied with oasis george michael and he couldn't resolve he couldn't release any material uh until the take that was resolved uh and then yeah later on in the uh what do we call them? The tens uh, decided to um, work work together, but the solo career started in 1996 with a cover of George Michael's "Freedom." Uh, then a bunch of other songs. "Life Through a Lens" was a debut album. Uh, then uh, you know a bunch of hits, uh, uh, videos parodying James Bond. I've been expecting you. It was also a hit, uh, and uh, did some collaborations with uh, Pet Shop Boys, Neil Tennant, and Neil Hannon from Divine Comedy. And '99 uh, signed to Capitol Records. Uh, continued success. Uh, just trying to think anything else. Uh, yeah, there's a. This is like an in-depth Wikipedia article. Holy cow! Um, FIFA World Cup opening ceremonies in 2018. Christmas present. Uh, 
So it must be a Christmas uh, album. Uh, it says Williams has a strong interest in UFOs. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, he was part of a documentary uh, on BBC Radio with John Ronson uh, to a UFO convention. Which I wonder, wonder which this when this is. I got to listen to that. I took a screenshot of it. So that's Robbie Robertson, just in case. Uh, Okay, back to the episode. Not revved up at all. Bad news or good news. Huge problem. Robbie Rob, Rob Robbie Williams has canceled. Did I look up Robbie Williams or Robbie Robertson? No, I did look up Robbie Williams. Uh, let me think. That's no, fine. Rebecca says uh, Higgins. You'll find somebody better. So I'm not going to worry. That's right. Uh, World class problem solver. Then he almost drops his phone. But he catches it, uh, backs out the door. You got this. Uh, Rebecca's grateful. Thank you, Ted. And Jamie's getting dressed. Uh, he's shaking his head. And I don't want to know about this look. No hoods, no zips, no graffiti. Uh, his garden, there's a squirrel outside. Uh, could be a banker, except, you know, I'm so smooth. Uh, Rebecca said, you got to start getting into fashion if you want endorsements. Jamie takes his shirt off and then puts his coat on. She says, what are you doing? But then he says, this is my look, babe. And uh, she has a sport or a suit on with no shirt. It is his thing. I'm like a progeny. And, uh, yeah, then uh, Ted heads out of the office. Uh, he, Ted's looking sharp. Uh, on the phone, calling his playing phone tag with his wife, ex-wife, wearing the suit you told me I should bring. You were right as always. Uh, okay, love you, miss you. Uh, give the little guy a squeeze. Then we see um, a person playing uh, the busker. Gotta love a troubadour, Ted says. Here we go. Then Nate is in a suit way too big for him. I've, I can relate. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you threaded that needle. Uh, well, Nate, let me ask you something. Do you like it when your friends tell you the truth or not? Uh, and Nate says, I guess. He goes, because that suit doesn't fit. Uh, oh, it's my dad's. Uh, suits are expensive. Nate looks like like in a, one of those like movies with like big where you were where you're a little kid in an adult suit. And we see players on the um, red carpet looking smooth. Uh, they all really have expensive, really nice suits. Uh, Sam's suit is a uh, gold, uh, the black tie, black shirt. He tries to learn all the names of the photographers, Jerry, Dave. Jamie goes out solo, raises his eyebrows. Uh, then Keeley comes out. Uh, they kiss. Uh, then Rebecca's like, I got to get in there. Can I have the red carpet for a second? Uh, First, she's really nervous, so that's when Keely sees it and says, "Hey, let me help." Uh, uh, lecture, like uh, she says, "Hey, like uh, okay, one foot in f- one foot in front of the other, yeah. Then put your hand on your hip and make a claw shape. Uh, it's the most flattering." And then she goes behind the photographers and makes Rebecca laugh and pumps her up, and then Rebecca starts to have fun, and. Uh, yeah, she spins. I guess, uh, like, these, those are the moments that steal my heart. It's just uh, 
people being nice to people. Such a hard thing to do, really. I mean, not for they make it look so easy. Uh, and Ted's honest with Nate about the suit and the strutting. He says hello to Rebecca. She says, Ted, you're in a suits. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Go do your thing. Uh, Friday night chess club. They see uh, the beard and his date. Uh, like his moves. It wasn't a joke, but Nate laughed. Oh, it isn't. Roy does not stop for the photographers. Uh, he's in a black suit with a gray shirt and gray tie. Also looks pretty sharp. Uh, and Ted says, yeah, that's what I did. I trapped all y'all. So have a seat, uh, knuckleheads. You split a rocker locker room, locker room and locker room in half. Uh, I like locker rooms in one piece, like my mother's bathing suits. And they're still uh, going back and forth. Uh, Lennon and McCartney, Shaq and Kobe, those are the two. Woody and Buzz, uh, they got in under each other's plastic. Uh, wait, what does Nate say? There's so many layers to these jokes. Uh, Got under each other's plastic. Uh, Nate says, uh, oh, <laughs> wasn't Woody made out of cloth? Uh, dynamic duo said, mutual respect. So let's find the common ground. Uh, Keeley says, I think Nate looks nice in that suit. Very chic. And Nate says, yeah, he he kind of messes up a birthday suit joke. And he goes, that's funny when Ted said it, the birthday suit. Uh, Keely laughs. Uh, Jamie says, okay, how about we just agree that I'll go get some drinks for everybody. Maybe, maybe it'll help, maybe it'll hurt. Uh, oh, the other people at the table. Oh, boy. Maybe rewind it and uh, see who else is at the table. Looks like... Uh, the younger French guy who has also been not being nice to Nate. Uh, huh, there's a. It's not, it's, uh, I don't know who else is at the table. There's another uh, uh, two people at the table and then two empty seats. I guess one next to Roy. Maybe there's three empty seats. I don't know. Might even be four empty seats. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, and we have Rebecca uh, uh, Higgins says, great news. Uh, we've eliminated a lot of guests. I've talked to a number of guests, uh, extensive list of people who can't make it. So process of elimination, we're on our way. And then Ted, that's when Ted says, hey, just, uh, you know, uh, make some fun of yourself at first. A uh, little trick of the trade. Uh, people love it. Uh, and she goes, well, what should I make fun of myself? She says, what should I make fun of myself for? And Ted goes, oh, boy. Uh, and he goes, you know what? Nope, never mind. Uh, well, I would say, nope. Uh, and she goes, you're not going to walk into that one, huh, Ted? Uh, he grabs the drinks for his table. Good luck. And he goes, I thought of something. Never mind. Uh, queen to Rook 4. You playing a game without a board? Carry on, knight to king five, she laughs. Uh, Rebecca takes the stage, waves. So the rest of the episode is cont- mostly contained. Uh, Tenth annual benefit for underprivileged children. 
thanks for the kind donations. I'd hug you, but I'm, you know, I'm not much of a hugger. Some really cool, the room they're in really looks cool and uh, the lighting and stuff. And, and it really pays off later too. But yeah, you can bid on the Richmond players for dates. That's great news. Uh, no hanky panky unless the player signs a waiver. Right? So Rupert says when he walks in, Rupert, uh, oh, you're surprised? Yeah, you said you weren't coming. And he goes, well, that's what it means to be a ne'er-do-well or wealthy good for nothing. Uh, and he thinks he's hilarious. He takes somebody's champagne. 800,000 pounds. Let's see how much that is in U.S. dollars. Looks like it's around a million dollars right now. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of money. Uh, and uh, hopefully even more, Rebecca says. Uh, and Ruber says, well, I'm crashing your party, but I uh, hope you'll have me here. And, you know, what a, I mean, uh, she goes, get him a seat at the boring table. Only joking. Rupert Manning, table four. And uh, then Nate kind of almost uh, gets a little flirty. He says, uh, thanks for a drink. I think a martini. Then he's like, oh, boy, that martini's too strong. And uh, then the, they saw Nate. Uh, and he says, please don't do anything. Uh, you know, I got a new suit. And they say, oh, Roy said we can't do anything anyway. So uh, they can't bother him. It's uh, some sort of tomato bisque that Jamie spills on himself. Uh, and he has a face, a fake ice, a very fake ice cube. Uh, and someone says, I'm bidding on a date for you. We said, oh, we just, I just saw Sam at his table in the background. He was laughing, like uh, really laughing. Uh, now he's eating and listening, Sam, over Roy's shoulder. And uh, Keely and Roy are giving Jamie a hard time. And Sam just reached over and got something. I'm not sure if it was a drink or salt. Uh, Jamie storms off. Sam does not seem to have plus one. We see Bex in the background now as Roy comes back. Or Rebecca. Uh, and then says, geez, Roy, what were you like when you were 23? And Roy says, prima donna. Youth is wasted on the young. You know how they say that? Uh, well, don't let the wisdom of age be wasted on you. Then Rebecca says, Ted, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, Ted goes, I came up with that second one. And Roy's thinking, and then uh, he comes, uh, that's when uh, Nate comes to give him a hug. Why are you so close to me? Well, I, hug, I was going to hug you, and I changed my mind, right? Uh, but he still hugs Roy. Okay, we're done. Rupert's cracking the table up. Uh, uh, Mr. Manon, uh, nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet the man who's managing my club. Uh, used to be your club. Of course, it's still my club in here, my heart dear. Love of a sports team, eh? Kind of like your best friend's older sister. Lifetime obsession. Just don't tell Tom about his, that I love his sister. Rupert actually gets that joke. I love that. Uh, don't love our last two losses, though. 
uh, it's okay. Maybe we'll turn it around, huh? And uh, he goes, I believe you. Do you believe him, Rebecca? And she has an awkward moment. Uh, or believe in Ted. Uh, she goes, I believe in Ted. He's exactly what we needed. And then she takes a big sip of champagne. Uh, then Rupert uh, and her go back and forth. Mostly Rupert being uh, not kind. And she goes, it's for the children. Come on, step it up. And he goes, okay, for the children. Uh, right, if you'll excuse me, uh, I got to go talk to those other guests. Uh, love the dress. Very youthful. Good for you, Rupert says. Very passive, aggressive. Not even passive, I guess. Rebecca steps off. Steps off. Ted goes, uh, oh, yeah, so, oh, so, so, oh, is Rebecca okay? Uh, Ted goes, yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, and then Robbie Williams canceled. Uh, and uh, Rupert says, oh, Robbie's a friend of mine. I could probably get him here if she asks me. Uh, he says, I'll run it up the flagpole, though. Ted goes, says, uh, I'll let her know. Then uh, Ted says, I need a couple stronger. Triple, please. Uh, Rupert says, slight change in plans. I've been cajoled into being, doing the auction here. He's, it's, uh, tuxedo's actually off-white jacket. Uh, Jamie gets ready for his uh, thing, and he goes, Keely, you have to win me. Uh, and she goes, I can't bid on my own boyfriend. And uh, they start with Jamie and uh, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl Barnaby, Shetland Ponies, uh, 6,000 pounds. Uh, Keeley goes to six. Uh, the Shetland Pony lady goes to seven. Bax goes to eight. Uh, stunning. Uh, the bid and the bidder. Rupert says, uh, Keeley then goes, oh, no way, 12,000, 14,000, Jamie's happy, 16,000, 18,000, 25,000, uh, going once, going twice, uh, sold to Keeley. And, uh, it's one of those things I bet you Jamie was, won't give her the money, even though he probably... I'm sure uh, Keeley does well, but I'm sure that in the world of football, Jamie would be, like, making millions. Uh, Rebecca's looking at the rickshaw bike, at the Christmas lights. Or, uh, and Ted tells a story about uh, renting tandem bikes with his wife on vacation. And his story gets too personal. Rebecca's stressed. Uh, you Okay. And she goes, Jesus, that uh, Rupert uh, used to think his blunt honesty was noble, but it's really that he's just a jerk. Uh, he's hiding his own insecurities. Uh, he used to talk to me like that all the time. Uh, and I listened. And she goes, now I'm alone, uh, just like he said. Uh, and she was the one who ended the relationship, which is important to note. Uh, but she says, yeah, I don't know if I want to feel this way. And Ted says, hey, it's okay, it's okay. He gives a very, very gentle hug. Really, uh, like, uh, uh, I got a hug like this not that long ago from someone. 
like a gentle hug like that. Uh, and I said, huh, it was confusing to me, but looking at the way Ted did, I said, oh, that's what that was. Uh, might take a ride. Maybe not right now. Thank you. And the, and the, the bike. And uh, he started the auction, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll get a lot of money for it, so that's great. Uh, people love him no matter what he does. Uh, Ted thought it's awful, but he can handle silence. He goes, I'm going to go back in. She goes, okay, I got to freshen up. I look like Robert Smith after he woke up from a nap. I think that's what she says. Uh, Jamie's drinking a blue drink. Uh, looks like an energy drink mixed with something else. And Roy was used to, uh, there used to be this uh, geezer, Doug S, and we didn't, he was always on my case. We loathed each other. But we won the league, just like Yankee Doodle is peddling. We said, let's get it all out there and tell each other the truth, uh, get moved past it. Uh, uh, but I get to go first. Uh, and Roy goes, you're so selfish and arrogant. Uh, I don't like passing to you. And uh, Jamie says, you know, I had a poster you on a wall when I you on a wall when I was a kid. I loved watching you play. But you're not the player you used to be. Just because you won a few trophies uh, doesn't mean everybody should kiss your behind or your ring. And Roy goes, yeah, I can be like that. Uh, Jamie does not uh, reciprocate. Uh, and Roy goes, you're supposed to reciprocate. And Jamie goes, I don't want to. Even if it's just a tiny bit true, Jamie says. And Roy nods, uh, satisfied, I guess, almost. And he goes, do you and Doug ever get along? And Roy goes, nope, still still don't like him. Uh, and they have a laugh. Uh, a coach sees him and is happy. He sees Rupert joking around some of the players. Uh, and he goes, did you think, did you ask Rebecca if she wants me to text Robbie and save the day? And he goes, I could. I could get him right over here uh, if you want. Uh, and uh, Ted goes, yeah, if you could have got him here, then you could have got him not to come too. And Rupert kind of laughs it off. Uh, he goes, that would make me a real jerk, huh? And Ted goes, yeah. He needs to, Actually, Ted doesn't even say anything. He just... uh looks him down man and then higgins says do you think rebecca knows who the he goes let's go higgins we're going on a uh, adventure the two of us i need the best as a co-pilot that's you so they head out uh rebecca and keely are in the restroom uh she goes geez thanks keely those red carpet photos they look good uh and uh she goes, Keely, uh, you know, Jamie actually has someone else. He has two plus ones here. Someone else, the other woman bidding on him was his other plus one. And uh, Keely says, can I have a sip of your drink? Uh, thank you. The fanciest restroom I've ever seen. Or, yeah, I mean, really fancy washroom. Uh, Keely says, if you dated a footballer, Rebecca laughs. She goes, I know it sounds judgy. Uh, she goes, you are judgy, though. And Keely goes, yep, yeah, I'm, uh, 
you know, talking about my history dating footballers, uh, kind of like Leo DiCaprio. She goes, footballers are fun, simple, rich, fit. Uh, what about accountable? Rebecca says, and Keely says, what do you mean? Uh, well, everyone makes mistakes, but she goes, uh, Rupert never was accountable. Just a heads up. Uh, Keely has a long look. Rebecca pushes her drink over. No more words are need to be said. And then uh, Keely introduces herself to Bex. Uh, she says, can I have a minute with Jamie? Lovely to meet you. So your new girlfriend? Relax, babe. It's branding. Two women bidding on me makes me look good. I'm smart. And uh, next up is Roy Kent. Uh, bidding on Roy Kent. Uh, up next, granddad, Jamie says. And they say, Heisbetter gets to go to the pool and have some daiquiris with Roy. Roy goes, no, no daiquiris, no sun rays, uh, no pool. We're not leaving SW14. Let's look up what that is. So SW14, that's a postal code in, code in England, within London, 631 postal codes within there. Uh, let's see, let's see, there's actually stuff even on uh, Ted Lasso Wiki. Uh, let's see, it's not remarked upon. That's uh, locally focused, Roy. SW14 is not even the entirety of Richmond upon Thames, just one of the parts of the region. Uh, Southwestern, London Southwest is 20 postcode disc, disc, districts uh, uh, within the London Post Town line, the, both sides of the River Thames. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Boundaries, uh, Westminster, Kensington, Chelsea, parts of them, uh, Hammersmith, Fulham, Wandsworth, uh, Lambeth, Lambeth, Merton, Croydon, and the London boroughs of Richmond-upon-Thames and Kingston-upon-Thames. Okay, so back, Jamie's like, oh, you're so jealous to Keeley. Uh, you think jealous is cool? I don't get jealous. Jamie says, uh, and then Keeley bids a thousand pounds on Roy. Two thousand, so the pet pony person, po 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 go. Three thousand, Jamie's like, you're embarrassing yourself. Uh, Five thousand, six thousand pounds, uh, Shetland pony. And sold to Cheryl, but Roy is, uh, Keeley flips off, Jamie storms out. Roy has a look on his face, that concludes the auction, but I'm giving a million dollars, uh, or a million pounds, which is probably like about 1.2, 1.4 million, uh, and a bunch of people give uh, Rupert a standing ovation, thank you everybody, I guess I think that gets Rebecca over her goal. Uh, thanks everybody. And he goes, for the children, huh? And she goes, yeah, for the children. She doesn't say anything, I guess. Uh, then Rupert makes his move on Bex. 
they go, don't worry, we got Cam Cole, mega talent. Uh, show them what you got, Cam. And don't judge a book by a cover. Uh, Cam Cole actually is a real person in uh, London. Let's see what we got here. This is on looper.com. A lot of pop-ups, so. Uh, the guitar whiz, uh, Cam Cole, is a busking one-man band who indeed calls London home. Uh, he's a real-life busker renowned for his rollicking one-man shows, and his name is actually Cam Cole. So he's not, it's not Marcus Mumford uh, undercover. And uh, grew, you know, that was so cool. So his Cam starts rocking out, uh, and everybody is enjoying it. People get up and ja- dance. Jamie does not want to get up and dance. Uh, and uh, Beard can't let the, um, he checkmates uh, Jane and she's uh, she storms off. Uh, she wanted to dance and not finish the game. But everybody's dancing. We see Beard and Higgins. Ted and Rebecca are not dancing because they share their moment about uh Jamie's not dancing. He's he's kind of preening around. He does do a what you call it. Oh, uh, Nate doesn't dance either. Nate sits uncomfortably. Beard head bangs, uh, and everyone's enjoying it. Uh, Rebecca and Ted are kind of like, okay, people are enjoying it. That's good. Everybody's pretty sweaty already. And we see everybody leaving. Rebecca's thanking everybody. Uh, thanks for the donation, Rupert. Uh, see you again next year. Can't wait, really. Ted comes out. Uh, we see Bex is waiting for Rupert. Uh, what a charmer, indeed. And Ted says, you might think you're the only one who can see who he really is, but you're not. And Rebecca's surprised. Uh, she smiles, impressed. The beard comes out. Uh, you all right, buddy? Does a big sigh. Okay, I got to go deal with that. Slow down, coach. Hold on. And we have Keely. Jamie tries to make it up with Keely. Can you stop being mad at me now? And she goes, you have to be accountable for something. Uh, and Roy, oh, first Roy goes, don't use me in a prop in your arguments with Jamie. Makes me feel used. Uh, and Akilah says, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, and Ted, or Roy says, thanks. Uh, and Jamie says, F off. But Roy and Keely share a long look. And uh, he goes, why are you being, uh, saying sorry? Being accountable matters. Uh, and she says, we're done. I'll see you around. Jamie can't believe it. I mean, he's got a chain on now. I don't think he had one on before. Maybe he did. Keely nods, then gets her champagne, grabs two bottles, rolls out, uh, finds Rebecca, and says, they get, well, they don't say it, but you see, you get a nice payoff of them in the um, rickshaw getting drunk. Ted's on the phone. I think he gets a voicemail saying, hey, we're coming to the game. Oh, no, he's listening, and then he tells Beard, Michelle and Henry are coming out next weekend. That's great, Coach. Tell me what happened with you and Jane. And he goes, they did it again. Put the game before the dame, huh? When are you going to learn, Coach?
and the episode comes to a close. Uh, good night.